0: Ago, was just like me. I'm just, I'm, I'm in satin in a penthouse. Me, really me, and then it's almost like really me. And then after a while, it's like why not me?
1: She won the first pageant she had entered, and has been causing a sensation since the crown was placed on her shaved head. She is the epitome of the South African child. Her name is Judith Musida. And she has allowed herself to be vulnerable in order to bring the conversation about mental health to the fore. Her reign as Ms. SA may be ending, but the journey is just beginning as she heads out into the world. You are listening to Winning Women, a podcast brought to you by City Press to celebrate the women who define their sectors and pave the way for others to follow.
0: I was raised by amazing women. I was raised by my great grandmother, my grandmother, my aunt, and my mother, and all of them had the spirit of giving, the spirit of being of service to other people. I mean, we'd have, we'd have children at home, um, come, come, come into my grandmother's house, come into my aunt's house, and we would all be there, bathed together, eat together, to the point where you couldn't even tell whose family it was not. Um, then my, my aunt had a passion to, to make sure that kids go to school. My aunt Cecilia, she had a passion to make sure that kids go to school. So if they were lacking in something that would hinder them from actually being educationally empowered, she would be that person that helps them. So watching that growing up was something that I will never forget because there was um, a young lady who used to take care of her two brothers next door to my grandmother's house. And when she did that, she would, my grandmother would always make sure that she is um, a mother figure of sorts. To her and 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 help her where she could. And for me, watching that growing up, it made me want to have a spirit of giving, but also just have a spirit where I I I'm not only of service to myself. I don't only make sure that I, as Chibundu Panzo, I'm okay, but make sure that those around me are okay. And that is being of service. That is, I feel like that is true that is true living in my opinion. Um, So I, I, my mother as well with my aunt and my great grandmother, they just had a spirit of giving the spirit of being of service to the point where everyone was family. We all lived together under one roof. We all sat together under one roof and you never, you never, you never wondered who's this and who's not that person. They had a sense of community. So I remember when I was eight, I decided that I wanted to build a big haven with white walls and a blue roof where women and children can come in and Receive humanitarian assistance, and as I grew older, I, re- I realized that humanitarian assistance is not enough. You can't just give people; you have to teach them how to help themselves. So then, my dream became a blue, ha- a white wall. And a blue roof haven uh, that where women and children could come in and receive humanitarian assistance but moreover be equipped with the necessary skills and resources in order to help themselves and that's where my passion for helping came in because i learned from the women that came before me they had a spirit of giving but i wanted to take it that much like that step further and teach them how to help themselves and especially when it comes to agency help them um practice agency as well which is something that i have been so fortunate enough through this platform, through the many people that have helped me in my life, um, 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 to realize that I need to, to be an agent of my own future,
1: but also paid, uh, paid forward to the next person. Obviously, you were announced as Miss Essay. This was the first time those words were spoken in October last year that you should do I Miss South Africa. And it's been, I mean, mm. a year now since this journey began. The, the journey itself, from, I'm assuming, the shock that took place at that moment when you were announced uh, to now. what How has that been? Has there been a change in your feeling around being Miss South Africa?
0: I think the feeling has just settled uh, more than anything. I don't think there's been a change. The excitement and the appreciation and, um, and, and, and all of that is still there. I think the feeling has, has just settled because when something like that happens, um, you wonder if you're truly deserving, like, why me? And then you start asking yourself as time goes by, why not me? Because I, I believe I was made for such a time as this, especially with my cause of mental health. The conversations that we are starting and moving mental health from being a taboo subject to one that's openly discussed in public forums such as this has been such an important mandate of mine. And, and now, uh, a year later, I believe that I fulfilled my purpose as with South Africa. And I'm so ready for my next chapter because... Once you've fulfilled your purpose, it's easier to pass on the baton to the next woman who will come in and with her own mandate and, 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 and do the work of Miss South Africa in a way that I didn't do or
1: in a way that she only knows how. You pass you talking about you know passing the baton on to the next person. And yeah. I'm actually just thinking that I mean, I'm sure there's so many young girls who want to actually enter the space, want to one day become Miss South Africa. But I mean, I'm sure obviously within with just like with any other industry, there are hurdles, there are challenges. Can you just tell us a bit about that?
0: I think the biggest, the biggest obstacle in the beginning, now is just about racing against myself. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, so in the beginning, the biggest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elaborate. So in the beginning, my biggest obstacle was believing that I'm deserving. You know, um, that's the reason I wrote this children's book, because it was sort of a healing process for me as someone that has been bullied and tried to fit in into so many spaces. Like for the first three months, the first three months, it was just like me. I'm, I'm, I'm in, Stanton in a pent- penthouse. Me, really me. Um, um, my grandmother, I would have loved for my grandmother to see this. And then it's almost like really me. And then after a while, it's like, why not me? You know um you you've wanted to live a life of service and now you've been given the platform to live a life of service so what do you do girl you work you make sure that you work and your legacy is impacting people's lives and 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 with the reason i say it's a race against myself is because i want to achieve so much i want to i want to make sure that the work i do there's a lasting legacy that even 10 years when you think about miss south africa 2020 you look at the lives that have been impacted you look at the lives that have been touched and you can see, almost like a track record, where I don't need to be there for the work to continue, which is what mental health is about. I start the conversation, but I don't need to be there for the conversation to continue. And that's the reason why I'm saying it's a race against myself, where I'm trying to cement these conversations, trying to have more of these conversations. And thankfully, I've got stakeholders such as the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, SADC, uh, that always help with crafting the messaging and, and also just um, supporting and everything. but. It's, 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 been such, it's been such a beautiful year where the only obstacle that I had was myself. And once I got to the point where I realized that black child, you are deserving, they, you, there's no question about it. Then I realized that the only obstacle that I had was myself. I never had any other obstacle other than myself. And once I got over that, once I realized that I'm truly deserving of sitting at a seat and, or getting a seat at the table, then I realized that, you know what? I can do anything that I put my mind to.
1: Mental health. Actually, I read something before I move on to that, actually. After what we just Mm. talked about, I read an article where you were cited as saying, I have had days when I didn't feel pretty. Yes. Tell us about those days. What would be happening? What leads to that? No, you just wake up some days and you just
0: look in the mirror and you're just like, ugh. Um, and I think it's because for the longest time when I was being bullied, it was either for my looks, it was either for like, mostly like it was either for my looks, where I come from, the fact that I couldn't speak the languages there, like it was just so many different things to the point where learning to love yourself again is very difficult, you know? Um, so there'd be days where I look at myself in the mirror, I was like, you know, like those days where you just don't feel okay. And I think most of us have those days, um, Um, I think most of us have those days. If you don't, I'm very envious of you. But um, there's days where you're going to look in the mirror and you're just going to be like,
1: but that doesn't mean that you love yourself any less. It's just the days where you just don't feel okay. Mental health, why is it so important for you? Why that social issue specifically?
0: Because I believe that it is the underbelly of so many of the social issues that we have today. Um, I wanted to focus on educational educational and economic empowerment. And then I went home and I realized that unless we empower the mind first, we will go nowhere as a society. We won't be able to change the narratives that currently exist in our society. And also the fact that there's been so many times where as people, we are not always okay, but we feel ashamed when we are not okay, as if there is some sort of standard that we always need to, to adhere to. And, and, and seeing and experiencing anxiety when I was in, when I was in university um, through, because of schoolwork, I was just like, these things actually happen, but we are so hard on ourselves to the point where like, we don't allow ourselves to not feel okay. I mean, lockdown when lockdown hit, we had to switch to online learning. I was doing my honours. We had to switch to online learning As it is, me and technology are not the biggest of friends. Like I'm not, I'm I'm not really, I'm really not that good with technology. So now, so now I have to do online learning and I'm on a scholarship. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yo, if I fail, how will I, how will I even afford to pay for my education again? You know, those, those stresses and you're anxious about it because now you're anxious about the contracting the, 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 the COVID-19 virus. Now you're anxious about losing your scholarship if you don't do well in online learning. You're struggling with online learning. There were so many stresses until my psychologist said to me, focus on the small victories. Focus on the small victories. Shudu, we're living in a pandemic. Waking up at this point is a victory. Mm -hmm. So with your schoolwork, you start with one hour a day. It will increase to two hours until it gets to five hours. I remember... How that changed my entire perspective on everything just because I allowed myself to have the conversation, so when I became a South Africa or when I entered my South Africa rather I wanted to speak to something that is true to me, something that i've experienced and seen the effects of um, i mean when I, when I started getting um, when I started focusing on my mental health, my marks at school improved by so much my 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 relationships with my family improved so much because sometimes you you just feel like you're you in it alone but you're never alone like there's always someone that cares and I just wanted to remind people that you're never alone there's always someone that cares there's always someone that you can speak to and it's okay to just wake up some days and say you know what I don't feel great today but that's okay a bad day does not mean a bad life and that's the message that I wanted to, 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 to impart on to people and to say that if you're struggling with your mental health especially in a country such as ours there's so many um, socioeconomic issues so many social issues that we are facing as a country where in those in those circumstances you still expect people to be okay you know even in the worst circumstances we still expect people to be okay and those are unrealistic expectations of human beings but now it's time for us to say you know what mental health matters because according to the world health organization health is a complete state of physical and social well-being not just the, the absence of disease or infirmity. So if you go to the doctor for flu. You can also go to the doctor because you're stressed. There, that should be normalized too, because that's how health is defined um, by the World Health Organization. So, and I realized that physical health, mental health, and social health, they're all interlinked and they're all interrelated. So, you can't have one without the other. So, that was the messaging that I wanted to, to put forward because I know that mental health is important. I've seen it. I've seen it in my village. I've seen it. I've seen it in schools. I've seen it in so many instances where instead of just trying to address mental health head on we vilify people we torment people we embarrass them we call them names we call them names like useless crazy and that's not what it is do you know that if someone is suffering from a mental illness right and they get the right help the right medications and need be they are fully functioning they are okay because it's not it's not it's not a disability either so I, I, I realize that if we empower the mind, then we can empower our society, we can empower people to 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 and we can address other issues in our societies
1: as well. Uh, no, should do. okay, so I asked you about the hurdles and the uh, maybe some of the challenges that you experienced. What are some of the good things that we can look forward to? you know uh, besides having my voice uh, recognized and being out there. What are some of the nice things that happen within these pageants? The nice thing that happened in this pageant
0: is personal <laughs> development. Um, personal development, the children, the people. Um, South Africans are beautiful, man. Like I, 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 go to, I go to the Eastern Cape and I feel like I'm home. You know, where people just want you, like I go to, I go to KZ and I go to wherever in South Africa and you just feel like you're home. Um, so I think the most beautiful thing about this pageant are the people, from the organization to the people that you meet, the people that you encounter to 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 also just what it what it does for you. The person that I was a year, not not a year ago, but the person that I was two years ago, to the person that I am now, two completely different people. And that's because of the personal development that happens within this pageant as well. I mean, we've got um a life coaching a group called the firepower group we've got neda who does body talk which is almost like therapy they strive to take care of our mental health to make sure that when you're done with this pageant when you're done with this phase in your life you're so empowered that you feel like you can do anything i mean i went to kz in in when was it i think it was june or something like that and we were sitting at a table with these amazing people and we we're having conversations about anything and everything including politics and when we were sitting there by the time we were done with that conversation I wanted to be president I wanted to be I I wanted to be president because I believed that I could do anything and I still believe that I can do anything and Mm -hmm. that's because boundaries as soon as you give us women a seat at the table boundaries Mm -hmm. are removed and we can show you what we can do and to this day like I remember I was I was in the car with the CEO of Ms. Essay. And I remember, I was like, I want to be president. And with all my heart, it just reminded me of the childlike spirit that I have growing up, where I believed that I could do anything. Now I had that childlike spirit again, where I believed that I could dream as big as I want to. The world was my oyster. And I, as a woman, could
1: be president. This phase of your life, where to, after this, where to for sure, what happens? Way to the world.
0: That's that's next. The world is is where I'm going next. Um, we started with mental health in South Africa, and now we are. I the conversation the conversation has been in South Africa, but obviously, like I've spoken at the UN uh, Generational um, Equality Forum in Paris, and and I've I've spoken amongst presidents um, uh, regarding mental health. But now I want to take it. A step further and take it to the global stage with my Beauty with a Purpose campaign. Um, as I go to Miss World, which is coming up in December, I can't wait to show them the strength and and that I've 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 garnered um, with myself, or the confidence and just believing in myself, but also my beauty with a purpose. Yes, pageantry, everyone thinks is about beauty, but it's beauty with a purpose. So I can't wait to show the world my beauty with a purpose.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Winning Women. Let us know your thoughts on our
0: social media or visit citypress.co.za for news and analysis.